On the line with me now is somebody who's really, really excited about this, and that's the chairperson of the Dickens Board in the Archdiocese, Reverend Mike Carroll. Yes, hello. Good morning. And how are you today? Very, very well, thanks, Tanya. Yes. Rev. Mike, I think uh, maybe the first thing is uh, you were ordained uh, how many years ago now? <laughs> oh, gosh, I was in, ordained in uh, 20, uh, 2009. 2009. So it's been nine years. Well, this year it's yeah, nine years nine now. Years, yes. years. And uh, has it been a, a smooth journey? Yes, uh, it's been a very fulfilling journey, I must say. Um, it's not easy at times, uh, especially when you when you now take on the the uh, the chairman of the deacon board, because we have at the moment nearly seventy. I think it's sixty-eight deacons in the archdiocese, and we are now bringing another fourteen in. It's the largest uh, number of deacons in any diocese, so. Um, it, it's 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 not easy because you're dealing with not only the deacons but the priests, and uh, we we have clashes between deacons and priests, and so the board gets involved in resolving where possible, sorting this out with the archbishop, and uh, so it's it's an interesting interesting time of our lives, uh, but for deacons, it definitely is a calling and. Uh, we we really uh, are thankful that in 1968 the Vatican II reinstituted the diaconate uh, for the world, and so it's a flourishing ministry, and uh, it focuses on the the deacon itself. The deacon is the bridge between the altar and the street. The deacon lives on the street. The priest lives on the altar. So the deacon being in the street is the one that brings the streets to the altar. I think that's and such so, a beautiful way of, uh, of describing it. Yes, a bridge between the altar uh, and the street. Yeah, and and the, the, the diaconate focuses on the four main areas of the ministry, which is the human, spiritual, pastoral, and intellectual dimensions of the ministry and to to be fully prepared it takes a minimum of five years uh, in training to be able to handle those four dimensions adequately to serve the people of god okay mike so i think uh, let's uh, maybe just go through that uh, the training that uh, I know that at some stage it was at uh, Soweto School of Theology and then uh, the Jesuits uh, then uh, took over but then uh, this last, uh, last uh, this past year it wasn't it was at Tefsa was it? Sorry I, did, I missed that the training uh, yes. I know that uh, it has been done by various uh, uh, institutions yeah, it used to be done uh, uh, the Jesuits and the uh, Soweto School of Theology, yes. Yes. And uh, now, last year, was it was it still the Jesuits? Well, what happened is, three years ago, the Jesuits, because of the lack of manpower, had to hand that over. And so we they uh, redesigned their tr- three-year training course into a two-year course, which they took to the um, TDC, the Theology, Theological Education by Extension College, which runs out of Boyson's. It's a 
a distance learning college, but they, they dropped their course into that. And so the first two years are, are done at, and still are done at St. Augustine's, and that's the, that's the, that's the highest certificate in biblical studies. Yes. And so when they complete that, they then go into the next two years at the TEC College, the Theological College. We're, we're right now, right now in the process of changing that and bringing that last two years back to, in, into St. Augustine's. So that St. Augustine's will offer a four-year yes. training course for deacons. So it, it, it's quite an, is it quite an academic thing then to, you know, to study for diaconate? The, the, the academic component of the, the intellectual component of the training is done at St. Augustine's. And that's the, so you have the two years in biblical studies, you have two years in theology, and then your last year, your fifth year, is done by the deacon board in each diocese, uh, and it's in the practical aspects of the ministry, where you are actually involved in in uh, watching another deacon do baptism, do a marriage, do a funeral, uh, do benedictions, do stations of the cross, all of that uh, assisted mass, that's very. That's all the practical side. Yes. Um, they give extensive. We have extensive train. Extensive training on homilies, where each deacon will do a, a number of homilies before they're ready to be uh, admitted to the well, passed on to the archbishop for interview, and then into an ordination process. Rev. Mike, I think uh, let's uh, maybe just, I know that uh, just this past Saturday uh, you were at uh, practice. Do you feel that uh, the 14 deacons are ready? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some of them have been in the program for a lot longer because they, they came out at some stage and then went back in and came out and then went back yes, in. Yes, yes. Uh, to be a deacon, you, you've, got to, you've got to be completed your 65th year at ordination. So we we take in men between 35 and 55 to start with, and they have to have the approval, of course, of their wife, their parish priest, their PPC. So the the process is ongoing, really. That's at the beginning of the program, and then uh, towards the end, when they finish their four years academic, we go through that same exercise because priests change. And so the current parish priest needs to give his okay. The wife again, hopefully the wife will haven't changed. And then also the the uh, parish pastoral council. We have to have their approvals. And then they're interviewed by the board of deacons again. And if if selected, they are ready then to go on to the, the, the fifth and final year when we then have the, the archbishop gets involved in terms of interviewing each of them individually with their wives, and he gives a final okay. And then we move, if that's all done, after the, the we've just finished, as a matter of fact, a, a five-year training of four individuals. Now, they will move into this coming year. Uh, we've got to get them psychosymmetric tested first. Then they go to the archbishop and... It's 
assuming that it's all fine, we then set up dates with the Archbishop to move them into what we call the minor ministries. So they then become formally acolytes or lectors, the first one, then an acolyte, and then they move into the period of waiting for ordination. Yes. So in other words, then next year we might get uh, four more deacons ordained in the Archdiocese. Um, probably March time frame, there will be at least four uh, more deacons being ordained. Nice. That's beautiful. So uh, we really are, are getting more people uh, involved, and uh, I think uh, it's it's a good thing. Sixty-eight, uh, you said uh, about sixty-eight, and so yeah, this this we now and then fourteen coming in on Saturday. Yeah, beautiful, Mike. For Saturday, what uh, you know, it's it's a mass, obviously, to to celebrate yeah. uh, the ordinations, and uh, take us through some of the things uh, that we will see then on Saturday. Well, what happens is. <laughs> The deacons are all vested in their in their albs. Um, their priests, their parish priests, have to be there, and we invite all the deacons in the in the archdiocese to attend as well. So we might have, well, we at, at minimum we'll have about uh, twenty priests. We'll have probably thirty or forty deacons. Now we process in the the deacons lead, the priests follow, and then the candidates are at the uh, last, behind which then walks the Archbishop with uh, the, his attendees. And so we, we process onto the altar. They sit on the altar, their chairs. The uh, the deacons and priests sit on the side, and in front of the altar are the 14 chairs for the candidates to be And they sit there. The wives are present. Um, the bishop, the mass starts as normal. And after the gospel, the actual uh, ordination process starts. Um, we will call up the, the parish priests to come and drape the stole over the shoulders of their, their deacons, their, their new deacon. And then the wife comes up and puts the dalmatic over onto vests the deacon with the dalmatic. <clears throat> and then the archbishop will, will talk to them directly. Uh, he gives the sermon uh, to the parish, talks about the diaconate, and then he then ordains. He lays hands on each of them. <clears throat> they prostrate before him while he calls down the Holy Spirit. They then go up individually to him, and he hands them the gospel. Yes. And he, he, he intones them to to teach the gospel. And so it's it's a... It's a it's a lovely ceremony. It really it sounds, is. Yes, it, yes. It, there's so, a lot of his, there's a lot of history to the whole ceremony. I mean, it comes it comes down to us from a long, long way back. And I mean, but, that uh, symbolism, you know, is is there. One can 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 feel that. Yes. Is when he when he's hands the the uh, the gospel to the deacons, and he says, "Receive the gospel of Christ, whose herald you now are. Believe what you read." Teach what you believe, and practice what you preach. And uh, then they go back, and mass continues then as normal. We have six of these; fourteen will then distribute communion. Um, and at the end of that, <coughs> everybody gathers round at the end of the mass, the final blessing, and they will take the photographs and, and so on and so on. <coughs> In the life of a of a man. <coughs> 
Excuse me. This is the second biggest day uh, outside of his uh, marriage. Yes. Now he gets married himself to the church and to the Lord, and so it's a it's a very significant day for an individual. Oh yes, it is. And uh, Rev. Mike, so what what is the you know the Dickens board? I think let's talk about that. What is the the job of a Dickens board, uh, particularly now in this case where you know um, you're being uh, you're ordaining people in uh, in in an archdiocese? Well, the board of Dickens is the the intermediary between the the uh, candidate, those wishing to be deacons, and the bishop, and all the training is up to the board of deacons. Of course, everything happens with the approval of the bishop. But these things have been set up for some time now. Um, we we're continually revising the training program. Uh, the latest one, as I mentioned earlier, is taking the the training from the theological college, which is a interdenominational college. It's not it's not a Catholic college. It was this particular course that they ran was only for uh, de- uh, deacons, men wanting to become deacons. But it's open for everybody. Uh, the complaints that we've had was people coming through that course. Um, moved us to have to relook at it and see if we could get it done by the uh, St. Augustine's to maintain the Catholic ethos of the course. And so we, we right now have redesigned that, and uh, it's going to be run by St. Augustine's. The whole course, the four-year course, is going to be redeveloped on an online basis and offered to other countries, as a matter of fact, in Africa. The cost of this redevelopment has been borne by the International Diaconia Center, which is funded and run by the German Bishops' Conference. I see, yes. yes. They have a great interest in spreading the diaconate throughout the world and supporting it. And so we managed to get them involved and get their approval to fund the development of the second part. So the Sandra Vassans already do the first two years, but the second two years of theology, which was done by the TEC College, we're bringing back because the complaints we had, there was not enough Catholicism in it. And so we, we now have decided, and thank God the IDC is funding it, and uh, Sandra Gustans are well down the road in developing the course Using that initial TEC course as a as a base as a foundation, that have now really made it uh, fully Catholic, with all you know the the many theology courses that they already run, adding components of that in it, and then to cater for and and this is really specific for our area for for the South African Bishops Conference region, where you have a great diversity between the metropolitan areas and the rural areas. So we've developed, this course will be developed to cater for the rural area where there are many differences, where the the standard, perhaps, of your incoming candidate may not be at a matric level. However, being a good man means very devoted. 
the bishops of the rural diocese want to encourage them to continue on this path. And so we've had to make the courses that qualify an individual for the higher certificate. We've had to make those courses available on a what they call a short course basis, which means the, the bishop in the diocese can look at the training and say, look, we don't have enough resources to teach that particular module um, sufficiently well. So we're going to then use the short course format from St. Augustine's to teach that particular element. And so the individual will, will enroll for that module, write the assignments, be assessed, pass the assignment before he can move on. But the the metropolitan areas, the individual enrolls in the whole two-year course and has to pass the course to be considered to move forward. So that's a, that's a very unique design that St. Augustine's are doing to cater for the rural environment in our, in our area. And so the Deacon Board, we have been intimately involved in that process. We can't leave that to the priests because they're not the deacons. They're not the street. We're in the street. We were the, the average guy who feels the calling needs to be fully supported. And so it, that's how we brought this about. From it, it, it was brought about by the deacon board catering for the man in the street that's in the middle of uh, the Natal Midlands, as an example. So, so that's the, the role a deacon board plays in the initial formation of the deacons. And then as an ongoing formation, we have, we, we in the process of designing ongoing training, again with uh, St. Augustine's, where we would have a weekend. We already have a retreat twice a year for the archdiocese. And all the deacons and their wives go away. And we spend a whole weekend, um, and it's nothing to do with the diaconate. We get uh, we get guest speakers, and we talk about many other subjects. Of course, all involving spirituality, but not specifically the diaconate. And so, we we use these as a, what we would call ongoing formation, and it's a very key component. Yes, the priest do it twice a year, and it's it's absolutely essential. And they invite us. We don't have a separate ongoing formation. And so we, we, we don't, not many of us go. So we need and will develop an ongoing formation program. That's the next thing. That's what I will start doing this year, particularly uh, ongoing formation for deacons, which can apply to a national, at a national level, uh, the whole region. And so we've, we, we're going to be using St. Augustine's to develop that, and I'm going to be seeking funds from our good friends uh, in Germany to pay for that specific development as yes. well. And so that's, that's what the Deacon Board does. Now, Okay, Mike, I think uh, maybe let's uh, leave it at that. Uh, let's uh, invite people to uh, Saturday. Uh, what time does it start? Is it half past nine? Uh, the the uh, ordination. It's nine thirty. It starts at nine thirty at the cathedral.
Okay, so 9.30 at the cathedral. And, uh, of course, uh, people uh, will come in their traditional gear. They'll come in their uh, sodality uniforms and they'll... uh, Exactly, exactly. It's good to be a colorful day indeed. (laughs) It will be. It'll be a lovely day. It It always is. Chairperson of the Dickens Board in Johannesburg, Reverend Mike Carroll, is, of course, at Blessed Sacrament Parish in Malvern. Anything else, Rev. Mike, before we conclude? Well, just to mention that uh, we formed a National Council of Deacons 18 months ago, which consists of the presidents of the Metropolitan Deacon Boards uh, around the country. There are five metropolitan areas. The five presidents meet... We meet uh, twice a year, and we discuss matters of a national on a national basis. We've been focusing on the training because the training has been all over the place. What they do in Durban, what they do in Cape Town, what they do in Bloemfontein, what they do in Pretoria, and what we do in Joburg is is very different. And so we've had to standardise or make our training uniform. So the training that I've been discussing with St. Augustine's now, will be uh, applied across the region. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be in the level of, of training way up in some areas, and it's going to enhance and improve in our area. We, we were already doing this, but uh, adding the St. Augustine's component is going to add, it, add to the uh, standard so that the deacon will be, we believe, a lot better qualified to uh, really get involved in the parish. So it's the it's the national level, and then at our archdiocesan level, we, we as you know, we, we kind of uh, are the leaders in trying to bring innovation, excitement, and increase spirituality to the diaconate. Rev. Mike, thank you very much, and we look forward to Saturday. All right, lovely. Thank you. Thanks, and. Um, I know if there's any gentleman between the ages of 35 and, say, 50 that are considering it, let them contact you and you can pass them on to me and I can send them necessary information. Great. Will do. All right. Thank you very much. All right. And Thanks, so Tanya. there we are, Chairperson of the Dickens Board in Johannesburg, Reverend Mike Carroll. And uh, for more information... Call us here at Radio Veritas when we'll pass on the information to him. 011-663-4700. 011-663-4700.